Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So we've got a lot still to get to on the show today. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We will talk a little college football. <coughs> I was just looking at the slate. There are a ton of good games <coughs> this weekend, uh, so we'll break that down on University Drive. And then West Durham from the ACC Network will join us at 2.15, but it is 1 p.m. here on AWOD Radio, which means it's time to open up the phone lines on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. What was your biggest takeaway from the Commander's 20-point loss last night on Thursday night football? 833-804-0910. Tweet us throughout the show at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. We like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. If you're pissed off about the Commanders, we want to hear from you. We'd like to talk to the fans here on The Fan. And Michael Phillips is stuck around here. I guess you just wanted to see if I was going to break anything. I, 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 I'm amazed the studio is still standing. Now, we got two <laughs> hours of show left, uh, but the anger is justified. The <laughs> anger is justified today. Were there any bright spots about last night? I mean, I, I like I, to look at the stats and see Sam Howell and see that he's now the passing leader in the NFL, but he's the only one that's played a five game. He hung in there. He hung in there, and he, he looked he, – he, distributed the ball well, um, take out that that Curtis Samuel interception at the end of the first half. I thought he made good throws overall. Um, he, you can't judge Brian Robinson. They didn't give him the ball. Yeah. Uh, so who's to say? But, uh, uh, you know, I, Sam Howell is absolutely the bright spot for me. Um, I He handled himself well in a brutal situation. Yeah, it's a good point. I want to get your take on this quote from Bears offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins who called out the commander's defense saying, quote, it seems like some of the guys either weren't aware or they were just being lazy about making the shift. It's it, it, That sums it up, right? It's it's year four of Jack Del Rio. It's year four <laughs> of dealing with this, and we still don't have the basics down. We're still off to slow starts. In the, they, the NFL begged these guys to get off to a quick start this year with this schedule. They said, no, 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 no. We insist a slow start. Yep. It's just a theme of the Rivera era. And I'm so pissed off. I want to know how you guys are feeling today. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You've been hearing my take uh, for the last hour here. I'm very upset with Ron Rivera. I-, I also blame Jack Del Rio. And, Michael, I mentioned I have a bone to pick with you. I'm ready. I'm here. All right. And Put I, it in you, the suggestion you box. You do a, an, a, an incredible program. <laughs> Ten hours a week. 10 to noon. Everybody should check it out right here on 910 The Fan. Always available on the Odyssey app. Here's one suggestion I have for you. I'm Michael. ready. Keep Eric Bieniemy's name out your gosh darn <laughs> mouth. All right? You're talking about Eric Bieniemy being an issue, and I get it. They didn't run the ball. The defense gave up 40 points. We should be talking nonstop about Jack Del Rio, about Ron Rivera, about Chase Young, Montez Sweat, about Derek Forrest being just a guy. We should be talking about the defenders, not the guys on offense. They scored 20 points. That You should be in a contest when that happens. Keep Eric Bieniemy's name out your gosh darn mouth. Adam, you ever go to the pizza buffet, like Pizza Hut, you know, they give you the cup, you know, you can eat as much pizza as you want. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Same here. So you go to the buffet, I'll load up like four or five slices of pepperoni, but then I usually get like like a meat lover's too, and then, you know, I maybe get like a little something, you know, like a like a pan pizza or something to mix it up. Yeah. The pepperoni is Jack Del Rio is a moron. 
that uh, we're loading up on that today. But Adam, there's room on my plate for other things too. And they <laughs> asked Sam Howell to throw the ball 55 times in a row in his fifth NFL start. Ridiculous. It is. It was a lot of passing, but I got room for everything on my I, plate. I have no problem with passing them when you're down twenty-seven to three. Oh. You know, maybe you hand the ball off and Brian Robinson gets ten yards. He gets fifteen yards. That's fine. You got to throw the ball to come back in the game. And that's why I had no problem with the play calling from Eric Bieniemy. I get it. It was a lot of throws. Well, the defense wasn't stopping anyone, and he was tired of giving the ball back to the Bears. So he was thinking, "Hey, we've got to score by throwing the ball." But then, so here's what I want to know. Who makes these decisions about going for it on fourth down, all this stuff? We talked about the fourth and three. It's got to be Ron. It's, it comes down to the head coach. I just, I so badly want to believe with every fiber of my being that is a Ron Rivera call because I want, I, I, you love Eric Bien me more than me at the moment, but yeah. I still love him. I still love him. We could be mad and I still love him. If he made that call though, I would lose so much respect. I have to believe that's a Ron call. Eric Bien is throwing 55 passes in a row to try to win this football game. And then you, oh, Sam Howell, nice little scramble there. Why don't you, why don't you take a seat? Joey Sly is going to get us three points here. Why don't we turn it over to the defense? They seem to be doing fine today. Yeah, that's a Ron Rivera decision for sure. It, it just has to be because uh, Ron Rivera is the guy that ch- decides when to challenge, when to call timeout, when to go for it on fourth down, when to go for two, all that good stuff. Okay, Ron Rivera uh, just spoke with a couple members of the media in Ashburn. says he does not expect to make changes to his coaching staff at this point. Yeah, that's upsetting. That's not what I wanted to hear. Hey, is, is he at least going to admit that Jack's on the hot seat? Look, you've got the long weekend. What is the long weekend for if not making changes? And I think the next time we see him is on Tuesday. Tuesday is, I think, their first practice of the week. Next Tuesday, I want to hear something. I want to hear something other than, boy, well, you know, we'll get him next week. I want to hear something on Tuesday. A little fire in the belly. What I don't understand is they decided to bench Emmanuel Forbes. Well, that just destroyed his confidence. Right? I mean, you put him in a bad position to begin with. You know, uh, all offseason, I said Kendall Fuller's not good enough to be your starting corner. Benjamin St. Just is average. All right? Derek Forrest is average. Cam Curl makes some plays in the run game, not really in the passing game. This secondary was an issue all offseason, and they just put a Band-Aid on it. It's... It, I think there's enough talent there that you should be able to win consistently, but I know there's enough talent there that you should be able to not give up 40 points to, who was it? The Chicago Bears. Right. By the way, here's your Ron Rivera quote. We have to stop trying to do more than 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 we want than we do and do our jobs. I wonder if that's pointed at Chase Young. I wonder if we're going to have a little Chase Young beef here. I, I don't know if Ron Rivera is even doing his job. What is his job? Uh, his job to me, that, that, we talked about this on your program, right? What is Ron Rivera paid to do? For, for me, this is what a head coach is paid to do. Number one, he's he's paid to get the guys fired up to come out of the gates hot, all right? Eberflus had his team fired up because his job was on the line. They started hot. They scored 17 points in a matter of seconds, a matter of seconds. So his job is to get people fired up. He didn't do that. Give me a dong for that stub. Number two. His job is to make good draft picks. Yes. All right. Emmanuel Forbes has not been working out. Head of Quan Martin looking like the worst pick we've had in years. He's only playing special. A second rounder playing special teams. That's what the seventh round is for. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, that's what the supplementary draft is for. You could have done so much with that pick. So much. Yes. And then the third thing that he's paid to do is to fire your defensive coordinator when he's not good enough. That's what you're paid to do to make the hard decisions. 
Jack's been here for a long time now. Look, we, we rode this at the end of year two where he's like, hey, I don't think this is working out. And then the, the big finish the last year, right? He saves the job. We've we've seen enough. We've seen enough. We've seen enough of Jack Del Rio. I've seen enough of Ron Rivera. And you know what he's also paid to do that he doesn't do? Is make a halftime speech. He literally told the reporter, said, I went into halftime and I let the players speak to themselves. Uh, Jeremy Reeves spoke at halftime. Yeah. So Jeremy Reeves. Are you kidding speech. me? Yeah. What what are you paid to do, Ron Rivera? What are you paid to do? He, he's also terrible at handing the media, so it's not like he's a good PR guy. He's he's a nothing burger. It's it's a nothing season now. Like I after that Eagles game, I was excited. I thought this team could sneak into something. This is a wild card team potentially. You know, they they steal the win in Denver. They look good in Philly. Well, if you can't handle your business at home against the Chicago Bears. You, you, you're not anything. They are who we thought they are. And and Gino from Richmond called in, and I love the way he said Ron Rivera's never been a good coach. He's just had good players. Cam Newton took the league by storm, won 15 games. Other than that, Ron Rivera is mediocre. He's a below 500 head football coach. The record speaks for itself. He's an 8-9 and nine football coach, and we're flying towards an 8-9 and nine season. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, I'm, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I get it. All right, we can we can blame Eric Bieniemy a little bit. They they didn't run the ball much at all. They really didn't. You have three whole hours. You can blame so many people in you really three can. hours. You really can. It, we, we can have it all. Yeah, I, I did text the boss, though. I said, Ron Rivera might need a restraining order against AWOD <laughs> by the end of this show. Watch out. Stubb, keep your hand on the dump button. I'm ready to curse out this fool. I'm so tired of it. And he has no fire, no energy at all. No energy. He doesn't care. So why should we care? Why should I watch? Why should I pay money? Why should I ever go to a game? Give me the answer, Josh Harris. Fire Ron Rivera. Do something. Make a decision as the new owner. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Yeah, we aired that terrible game last night. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, it was right here on 910 The Fan. I tuned in to check it out, and it, it just it was disgusting. That's how I'm feeling right now. Disgusted. 833-804-0910. How are you feeling after the Commanders' 40-20 to loss? I'm so pissed off. I'm tired of going... Into games on national television, getting our butt whoops. I'm sick and tired of starting slow. We looked like a high school team out there. It felt like it was men versus boys for the first quarter and a half. They didn't come to play. They didn't show up either side of the ball until about 9.30 p.m. By that point, it was 17 to nothing. I mean, what kind of a pathetic performance was that? That's why you have to blame the head coach. He never has his guys prepared. He never has them prepared. They always have a slow start. It has been the team's Achilles heel since the Rivera era began. And I'm so freaking sick of it. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We just got embarrassed on national primetime television to a team that hasn't won a game in a calendar year. You just handed them their first win of the season. The 0-4 Chicago Bears came to FedEx and whooped our butts. Ron Rivera should be sick. He should be vomiting all night. He shouldn't sleep because I couldn't sleep. So how the hell is the head coach going to be able to sleep last night? I was tossing and turning all night. All night. Here's a little inside radio here. I, I hate flying. I It's the, my biggest fear in the world. I hate it so much. 
I had a nightmare that for some reason I was in a spaceship traveling to another planet. I'm waking up with sweats last night from a nightmare because of how much I get scared of heights and I hate flying. You know what? My nightmare wasn't as bad as the reality that I woke up to. Remembering this team lost at home by 20 points to the lousy Chicago Bears. F. Ron Rivera and his stupid comments post-game. And his loyalty to getting to keeping Jack Del Rio around. He should have been fired last season. He should have been canned two years ago. What the hell has his defense ever done? I'll tell you this, maybe individual makes plays. You know, maybe Chase Young had a good season a few years ago. You know, Jonathan Allen plays like a pro bowler, but this defense with under Jack Del Rio has never played as a team. They've never played true team defense. The schemes are so 90s, it's so stupid, we gave up 300 yards to one receiver? <laughs> Have you ever heard of a double team, you dummy? Jack Del Dummy? I'm so pissed off today. It's a freaking pissed off Friday on AWOD Radio. I'm pissed off because of how much I care about this football team. I care way too much. I'm pissed off because I feel like they played their hearts out against Philadelphia. And then they treated the Bears like a team that they could just walk over. There were terrible schemes. There was no game plan. It was just, oh, we nearly beat the Super Bowl runner-ups. We've arrived. We should walk all over the Chicago Bears. That's such bullcrap. It was a bullcrap performance. They treated the Bears like an easy win at home. And you know what? You showed what happens when you overlook your opponent. This is the NFL. Anybody can win on any given Sunday. Ron Rivera, at age 61, just had his welcome to the NFL movement. Welcome to the NFL, Ron Rivera. You got your ass whooped because you didn't have a game plan. The thing that pissed me off the most... The p- thing that pissed me off the most is that the, key- the team came out completely flat. Completely flat. I mean, that first drive, Chicago completely set the tone. It was like they knew our play calls, and they went right by us. No prep. No preparations. It's like, what the hell did we do all week? Right? Sunday, you lose to Philly. Monday, let's just do a walkthrough. We don't need to prepare for anything. You know? Because we took... Philadelphia to overtime. We've arrived. Tuesday, we're going to install a game plan, and we're going to beat Chicago easily. You know, Wednesday, let's just rest up, right? Thursday, it's at home. It's sold out. We'll win because of the energy in the building. It's idiotic. This coaching staff does not prepare. They need to answer these questions. Like, what the hell did you do all week preparing for Chicago? All right? You didn't prepare for DJ Moore. Why did you prepare for Khalil Herbert? You let Justin Fields throw for 282 yards and four touchdowns, and he's not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. I'm losing my mind here on the fan. 833-804-0910. We got Ryan in Mechanicsville. Ryan, you're on the fan with AWOD. Hey, I appreciate your passion and your emotion, uh, I was there years ago. I guess just being a Virginia Tech Hokies fan and a Washington Commanders fan, I've just lost my passion to even care anymore. And it's not one game that's going to change that. It's not one half of a season. I just need consistency on them trying to get better before I can give my time back to them. The falls have freed up for me. It's nice. I don't have to really invest much in them because they're not investing much in their fans. And that's just how I feel. I feel a lot of fans – are in the same boat, uh, especially around this area with those two teams. I- I'm with you, man, but the change of ownership was supposed to change that, right? It was supposed to get the fan base fired up again. You had 10,000 people going to training camp for the first time in years. 
Yeah, but until you change the product on the field, I understand the the, uh, the ownership change, but we got to get some new uh, some new thinking there, uh, you know, at the top uh, from the coaches and and even down to the players too. I mean, it's just you're not going to get anything different if you keep doing trotting out the same stuff. Yeah, no, and I, I get you as being a fan that's been beaten down. It's been tough uh, to be a Hokies fan the last few years a- as well. So you're telling me you watched that game last night and you were just emotionally uninvested so you were you weren't disgusted with the product i was disgusted with the product but not to the point where i was going to invest emotional response kind of like what you have i respect that you're doing that but i watched up until about halftime and then i said you know i gotta wake up and go to work tomorrow i'm not staying up any later to watch this garbage yeah no no you make a good point man you make a good point thanks for calling in Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Justin Fields told reporters that we knew what to expect. He said they've got guys who are jumpy. That tells you how bad we are on tape, that they're watching the film. I'm telling you, this is a worse football team than their record at 2-3. and three. Honestly, all right, I'll take a step back here. Right, I'm a homer. I predicted them to win every week, obviously. I want this team to win, but we should be an 0-5 football team, seriously. This should be an 0-5 football team, and Ron Rivera should have already lost his job. It was a BS game against Arizona. They should have lost that game. You let the Denver Broncos go up by 18 points. You should have lost that game. And then tonight, you suck on third downs. That's how you win and you lose football games. We sucked on third down. The biggest mistake we made came on third downs. It's like our guys are not prepared well enough. And that comes down to the coaching staff. Not good enough. Not even close. 40-20 to 20 defeat to the Chicago Bears. And you look at the box score here, and it just drives you crazy. We talked about this with Michael Phillips. Only three receivers for the Bears made catches. And only two of them made impacts. And that was Cole Komet, the tight end, and DJ Moore. You only had two guys to defend. That and Justin Fields. Well, you let him run for 57 yards, so surely he didn't also beat you with his arm. Oh, he really did. 282 yards and four touchdowns. But you know what? No turnovers, no fumbles, no interceptions. Our defense let them put up 40 points and didn't make one game-changing play. Not even one game-changing play. It was an ugly, embarrassing performance by the defense. They all need to look at themselves in the mirror. The coaching staff and the players, something's not right. Something needs to change because every single week, Washington is just getting burned. They're getting gashed. They're giving up way too many total yards. Again, 450 yards to the lousy Chicago Bears. 34 points to the Philadelphia Eagles, 37 to the Bills. I was in Bandito's last night. I got dinner there right around the game was starting, and I, and I thought about calling you to check up. It was I, I was I was worried for you. I was looking at it. I was watching the game at Bandito's, and I said, my man Adam might be crying right now. Uh, I should well, give him a call. Believe me, at halftime, <laughs> I was drinking anything in sight. I was mixing Grey Goose uh, with Old Fashioned. I was chugging beers uh, and two types of beers. I had Budweiser. I had Iron City from Pittsburgh. I was just like, inject alcohol into my veins right now because I need it because I was losing my mind. I, I told you, I had a whole plan to have a cookout. I had all my closest friends over, and they got to watch me throw a temper tantrum <laughs> like a six-year-old. I was ready to start a fight with everyone. Good food, though? Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. I, I cooked some really good wings, all right? But uh, we ate them all pregame, and that was the best part of the night. Yeah. Right? The night, end, the, the night peaked at about 7.55. That was about it. That was it. 
That's all we got. That's all we got of this stupid night, Thursday night football. It's on me for thinking my team could win. What the hell? It's like, have I not paid attention the last 25 years? This is a terrible franchise. They stink. It's not just the owner. All right? And that's why anybody that was ever connected with Dan Snyder needs to be fired. Because last night reminded me of the Dan Snyder era way too much. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stop, I was telling you, I had some friends over to watch the game, and we all kept saying the same thing. It's so disappointing to see the fan base go through this, because it's so hard. I don't know how you root for DC sports, right? I don't know how I do it. It's the hardest thing in the world. There's never any success, right? It's so tough. It's just pain and torture that I put myself through every football season. And it was supposed to change now that Dan Snyder is in charge, right? Now that Dan Snyder's gone, it was supposed to change. Turns out, it wasn't all Dan. You can't just blame Dan for everything, right? I'll tell you this, I smelled Dan Snyder at that game. I smelled Dan Snyder on TV. So you know what? I think you have to remove everyone that was connected with that stench. That porter potty owner, Dan Snyder. That's why I'm advocating for Ron Rivera to turn in his key card, his parking pass, and put his house up for sale. I'm so sick and tired of watching Ron Rivera coach this football team. 833-804-0910 if you want to chime in. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can hear him from 3 to 6.30 right here on 910 The Fan. It's Grant Polson. What's going on, GP? What's going on, Adam? How are you, buddy? I'm frustrated, man. I mean, I don't know how you could watch that game last night and, and not just want to punch somebody, you know? It was terrible. I mean, that, that was completely embarrassing. It was a familiar home primetime game. There have been many like it over the years, but few against a team as seemingly incompetent on paper coming in as the Bears. And, yeah, everybody involved for Washington should be pretty mortified today. That was a horrific effort in front of a sellout crowd. They had the place hopping. They got what they wanted. They, they had all the fans come out. They were loud. They were energetic. And they laid an egg. Do you think this was more on the players being gassed from last Sunday and maybe thinking they could walk all over the Chicago Bears? Or is it on the coaching staff for not having a good enough game plan? Well, it's on both for sure. But if I have to pick one of the two sides as kind of the primary culprit, I mean, they got outcoached. I didn't, yeah. uh, you know, they, they didn't have a chance. They didn't get off the bus, right? I mean, they were tired from last week. There's no doubt it's a short week. You think maybe Chicago was too? I mean, they had to play down to the wire with the Broncos. The game decided on a final-minute field goal. They then had to travel to DCU with the benefit of an extra night's sleep at home. I mean, there's nothing worse than traveling on that short week on a Thursday. The Bears didn't look tired, did they? I mean, DJ Moore might be fatigued today because he ran eight miles on the field last night. But other than him, I, I you know, that who else is fatigued? Like, it's crazy to me to think that with this defensive talent that Washington has against an offense as bad as the Bears, where they have basically two guys going into that game that you worry about outside of fields running the football, and that's Moore and Komet, that those two guys can combine for 13 catches and 270 yards, and they only completed two other passes to one other tight end. They didn't do anything else through the air. You you knew what the, the plan was. Stop D.J. Moore. Slow him down. 
stop Cole Komet and keep Justin Fields in the pocket. For 14 consecutive games, every single other team's been able to do that enough to win, and Washington wasn't able to. It's so frustrating. Grant Paulson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You know, last year, this team started the season and was giving up a ton of explosive plays, especially uh, week two against the Detroit Lions. And towards the end of the season, they corrected some things. And the, statistically, the defense jumped up into the top 10 of most categories, including like third down stops. But this season, it, it's like they've regressed, and you're seeing the explosive plays over and over again, GP. Yeah, they allowed plays yesterday, Adam, of 58, 56, 39, 34, 32, 23, and 20. It's just outrageous. Uh, their rookie corner, Emmanuel Forbes, is getting beaten badly over and over again. But every corner had a, uh, their turn yesterday getting whooped by D.J. Moore. I mean, Kendall Fuller got toasted throughout the game, who'd been pretty good for them this season. Benjamin St. Juice, who I really like, had a really rough start to the game for sure. Got beat on the first play by Darnell Mooney. Or I should say on the second drive, first play of the first throw of that drive by Darnell Mooney. I had some other plays he probably wants back. Uh, but as it turns out, it wasn't just Forbes or Fuller or St. Juice. Danny Johnson came in and got beat. I mean, you name a member of the secondary, they were on the wrong end of big chunk plays. Some of that is not enough consistent pass rush. Some of that is scheme. They lost their defensive backs coach, Chris Harris, after last season. He's the one guy. From this defensive staff who's not back, the Titans plucked him. A couple teams were fighting over him as a defensive coordinator candidate, essentially. Uh, I think you know that has certainly sent some ripple effects in the building, but that's not a good enough excuse. I mean, there's just, frankly, there's too much talent. They drafted corners, or if you want to call Quan Martin a tweener who's a safety, you know, in the first and second round and added them to a secondary that was part, as you said, of the number one defense getting off the field on third down in the top ten unit last year. It's in its fourth year playing the same scheme under the same defensive coordinator. But there's just no excuse for what happened last night. It's embarrassing, and the defense got gashed, and it wasn't just through the air, but also up the middle. And that's what was driving me crazy, was like the third and seven draw play where they got the first down. And then they did the exact same play later that drive. And it's like, what's going on? I know Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are better than that, so it has to be the schemes, right? Well, those two guys are, are pass rushers who get up the field and push the pocket, which isn't to say they don't play the run. They can. Both of them are good at it. But in the same way that you can run at Aaron Donald on a passing down, you can run at those guys. Yeah. They got caught with their pants down. And I don't mean specifically those two players, but the scheme, right, the defense. I think those are passing downs on third and seven, third and nine. The first time, okay, you got me. You fooled me. To, to give that up a second time, that, that was two carries, 16 yards. One was the first down, the other – got within, I think, a half yard, and they went for that little, you know, push-push quarterback sneak thing that Washington's like 0 for 800 trying to defend. Uh, and most teams, by the way, are about 0 for 1,000 trying to defend that thing. They're the only team, Washington, that, that can't seem to get short yardage plays f- figured out. Like last night on the first drive, they got third and a foot. Yeah. I actually thought Logan Thomas may have actually gotten the first down anyway. 100%. Rivera should have challenged that, but he keeps his uh, flag in his pocket like an idiot. Well, they didn't get spot, so now it's third and a foot. You should be able to move the, the chains, right? And I'm thinking quarterback sneak with how or go back to the well last week. You had Logan Thomas, who's six foot six and, and, and 275 pounds, go under center for a sneak. You know, do something. They go to you know a traditional kind of slower developing carry to Brian Robinson out of a pro set split backfield, and and uh, Nick Gates misses a block. Now, if he doesn't miss a block, they move the chains pretty quickly, but he did, and that's one of their handpicked guys this off season. Their new starting center. 
You know, you look at what they did this offseason, if I can go on a little tangent here, with Gates, who's had moments where he struggled, with Wiley, who has not looked the part at right tackle, with Barton, who is struggling immensely at linebacker, with Forbes, who's been benched multiple times in five games at corner in round one. Martin, the round two DB, hasn't gotten on the field. I mean, they got no production out of their rookie class at all last night. Pretty much the only guy of the group that played at all was the guy that got benched, who was giving up 50-yard gains left and right. Like, it's another offseason where you look at this front office and you go, how long does it take here? Like, how, how many shots do you get? They just keep getting more bites at this apple. Yeah, it just tells me that Ron Rivera is not good enough as a talent evaluator and never has been. Well, he, he wasn't really asked to do it in Carolina, right? I mean, and then they decided after very middling results, by the way. You know, you look at his track record, and, and I'm not a, a Rivera hater. I, I think culturally speaking, as a leader of men, having talked to enough people from Charlotte, from his locker rooms here now, I really do think players genuinely like for him and play hard for him. And you see this. They get better as the seasons go on. They get better as games go on. Like, I think that guys rally around him in some way. But to your point, like, he has, he's in his 13th season. If they don't have a winning record this year, and they're not on pace to right now, it'll be the 10th time in 13 years that his teams have not had a winning record. Guys don't get that many chances that have those type of results. I mean, he's obviously very well liked and respected in the industry. But generally, with that kind of batting average, you get one opportunity. It's it's three, four, five seasons on your resume. He's in year 13. So it's, Kind of amazing not only that, that you keep getting shots, but also, to your point, that after his run in Carolina where they had the one amazing season, 15-1, and one, went to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton was wearing a cape as Superman and, and uh, was the MVP of the league. Now, that was kind of the, the, the outlier for Rivera and Charlotte. But they said, well, we're not only bringing him in as a head coach to have him be our retread, but we're going to make him our GM and run everything. And it's like, wait a second. This is not Bill Belichick. Like, this is not a guy with multiple rings. This is not someone who's played, in, uh, you know, won Super Bowls. This is a guy who got there once when the quarterback had one of the most impressive seasons of all time on the side of the ball he isn't really responsible for. So uh, here we are. I mean, four years later, they're still losing games to bad teams at home by 20 points. I hate it. I hate it so much. Grant, you can open up the phone lines on your show. Uh, yes, I think we might have to today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's going to be a ton of fun right here on 910 The Fan from 3 to 6.30. Thanks, GP. Hey, what was on the menu last night for your watch party? So I had I cooked wings. I uh, Amazing. The wings were some of the best uh, wings I've done in a while at uh, on the grill, kind of like slow cooked them. And then the burgers were decent. Uh, don't eat the sausage that I cooked, but uh, that was what we served. <laughs> I'm glad somebody brought their A game. Yeah. You on the grill over there. Oh, yeah. Boy. Actually, you know what? The best thing that I cooked last night was huh. I, I had tater tots, and I cooked those on the grill, and they were crispy and delicious. That sounds weird, but, I mean, if they were crispy, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was real good. Good for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, we peaked at 745 last night. <laughs> yeah, then the game kicked off. Yeah, then the game kicked off. All right, but GP, I'll talk to you again next week. See you, pal. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stubb, you're doing pretty good here on, on a failure Friday. Wanted to give you some credit for that. You, you thought about reaching out to me at the, after the game, and everybody wants to know. You know, I had a ton of people reaching out. Everyone wants to know, what did AWOD do after that misery last night? What did AWOD do after the game? I had friends who wanted to check up on me, make sure I didn't do anything stupid. 
right? Make sure I didn't harm myself. Make sure I didn't break everything in my apartment. Well, here's what I did after the game. I sat down, took out a pen and paper, and I wrote a handwritten note that I will be putting in the mail today and sending to Ashburn Park for Ron Rivera to leave. That's coming up next on The Fan. And Tatters got out to the right snap field, stares down the left side, pass is caught by Moore, down the sideline, and nothing but green grass, he is gone, baby. Touchdown, D.J. Moore on third and two, the corner broke on it. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. That was the call on Chicago Radio as DJ Moore broke free for his third touchdown of the night on another third down. Just so many third down conversions for the Chicago Bears last night. And the Commanders, look, scored 20 points offensively. Last year, they averaged 18.9. So offensively, they did a decent job. But you can't give up 40 points in any game. You can't give up 40 points to the Chicago Bears, who have lost 40 straight points. And you can't give up 30-plus points in four straight contests. And that's what this defense has done. So everyone wants to know, what did AWOD do after that game? Was I going to break my TV? Was I going to punch something in my building and break my hand? I've done that before. After a game, I I punched a door and broke my pinky. It's happened before. But after last night's contest, I decided to go old school. I took out a pen and paper, and I wrote a handwritten note that I will be putting in the mail today and sending to Ashburn Park, home of the Redskins. If you want to do the same, I'll give you the address. It's 21300 Redskins Park, Ashburn Drive. Redskins Park Drive, Ashburn, Virginia, 20147. Here's what I had to say. Dear Ron Rivera, Thank you. Thank you for ruining my Friday. Thank you for ruining my weekend. Thank you for letting me stay up on a school night, stay up late just to drive myself insane and fill my entire body up with rage, Ron. Thank you. Thank you for having Washington play the most uninspired football I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Thank you for not caring and just catching a paycheck. Thank you for not getting anyone on offense or defense ready for this game. Thank you for having your team come out flat on national television. Ron Rivera, thank you for your time. You're finished. You cannot recover from this, Ron. You're done. I'm finished. The fan base is finished with you coaching this franchise. We're done with you, Ron. Please, leave. Make it easy. The new owner doesn't want to fire you. He doesn't want to be rash like Dan Snyder. But I am asking you, Adam Epstein on 910 The Fan, for you to please just call it quits. You are done. You're so out of touch with the current NFL landscape, it feels like you know nothing. You're a fake riverboat, Ron. You're a phony. You don't go for it on fourth down when it matters. Fourth and two? After your quarterback makes an incredible play? You send out the field goal unit? You're a fake coach. You're a fake person. You're a fake. All you do is blame others. And you're never taking responsibility for your own faults. It's your team that came out flat on national television. 
You're a phony. A big, giant phony. You're what I would call a phony baloney. Nobody listens to you. Your players do not care about your opinion. They didn't even want to hear from you at halftime. You inspire absolutely no one. Not one person. Ron, I just witnessed the most uninspired football game of my life. Just 11 men running around for themselves. Not for you. Not for the fan base. That's your fault, Ron. Thank you for your time. You're finished. I'm done with you, Ron. Look at your draft picks from this year. This is all you. Emmanuel Forbes gets burnt. Quan Martin doesn't play defense. Ricky Stromberg hasn't played. Braden Daniels, nobody talks about him. KJ Henry's not involved. You see the theme here, Ron? Nobody plays for you. Ron, I'm sorry, but you're the most uninspiring coach in the history of football. Ron, I hate to break it to you, but the truth is you're a mumbler. And who the hell wants to fight for a mumbler? Guys, we're going to play hard. I'm sorry, but you don't speak well. You don't. And in the National Football League, if you're going to inspire millionaires, they need to believe every word that comes out of your mouth. To me, you just sound like a pissed-off jock. That's it. I'm sorry, Ron. You don't feel like a head coach to me. So please, just step down. Just turn in your key card. Just give us back your parking pass. And please leave town. Ron, I know you gave it a try. I know you did. And, and I think it's incredible that you were able to battle through cancer. And you got this team to the postseason. But you peaked right there. And I've had enough. Don't make Josh Harris make his first major decision. Do the deed for him. And please just quit. Because you can't sit around and watch the house burn. And FedEx Field burned down last night. Ron Rivera, your Washington Commanders, took two steps forward and three steps back. From 2-0 to 2-3. That is awful. Ron, you let the team talk at halftime? What are you being paid to do? I don't understand. You need to inspire these guys. You had nothing to say. So that's why I have something to say to you. Please, just quit. Ron Rivera, please. We appreciate the hard work that you put in and the effort. I'm done with your time here in Washington. Please, please don't make Josh Harris fire you. He doesn't want to have to do that. He wants to sit back and be a fly on the wall. You don't want to be part of this franchise moving forward. You wanted the name Commanders. Nobody likes the name Commanders. We're going to move on from the name Commanders. Every single person that was hired by Dan Snyder needs to be removed. And I'm sorry, Ron, but I smelled Dan Snyder at that game. I smelled the stench of Dan on television. And so we need to remove you. We need to remove everyone that is connected with Dan Snyder because you still have that stench. It's a terrible smell, and it's attached to you for the rest of your career, Ron. That was poop on Thursday Night Football Television. That was poop. And Ron, I'm smelling it from your behind. Because you're still connected to Dan Snyder. You're still connected. You're covered in that terrible owner's mess. He filled you up with it. And I believe if this franchise is going to start winning again, we must remove all forms of Dan Snyder. And Ron, you were a Dan Snyder mouthpiece for a long time. Four years. We must remove you and everybody who is connected with Dan Snyder. Because what I watched on Thursday night 
was a complete poop show. It smelled like the Dan Snyder era, and I thought we were done with that, Ron. So please, turn in your key card and your parking pass. I'm done with you coaching my football team. And then I hit send. <laughs>